Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast, where we explore the diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast, where we explore the diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, everyone. I saw comments already. Dina's here. What? Thank you so much for being here today. Today is an amazing day. It's always an amazing day when I have my special guest. I know it's been a year. I keep saying special guest because it's true. Every single person in my podcast is a special person because you're created uniquely, right? Every single one of us goes through adversity, goes through life, goes through ups and downs, But really, I'm creating this podcast to highlight members on my community, whether you're a business owner, an author, just, I shouldn't say just, I hate that word. I got to delete that on my vocabulary or anyone really who wants to level up and help the world. That's my mission, guys. You got to help me level up the world through conversations. So today we're going to have someone special to me. I get to know her more and more and more, and I love her. Hounds community loves her. If you don't know what Hounds is, ask Mike, Ash Benner, Sia, and Raquel. You'll know. But today, I had a conversation with her yesterday, and um, we were talking about what I'm not doing and what I'm doing. But obviously, I already know what I'm doing, so... I'm looking at what am I not doing? And she's like, you're not doing this and this and this. I'm like, ooh, something for me to do. Thank you. And I love that. That's one thing I love about conversations. So if you don't have coffee chats with people in your network, you're missing out. Okay. There's so many amazing people. Bring her in. This is one of those conversations. She's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I do this and this and this and this and this. And the list goes on. She's like, wait, how come? Like, I didn't know about that. I'm like, Oh, I thought I'd talk about it. And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, so I'll bring it up. So today I'm going to bring you to what I do, really. So this is my podcast. Okay, this is a live stream. This one right here that we're doing is a live stream. Live stream goes to my Facebook group, my LinkedIn group, obviously, and also my YouTube channel. I just... I can say just, I just hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So all of the streams that is in my YouTube um, are on there as well. And basically this podcast is my main podcast. This is only an audio. And I've done this for about um, since February of last year. So just a little over a year. And because of this podcast, I am super grateful and blessed to meet people all over the world. Okay, and speaking of the world, this podcast right here on audio actually is in 63 nations and countries. That's when you hear the intro. So about, I would say it's growing, which I love, but I am 
I'm hoping someone helps me here. And I talked to Michael Gill yesterday um, to somebody because it's in six continents. And obviously we have seven, right? We need Antarctica. Other than the penguins out there, I need Antarctica to help me and listen to the podcast. I can have seven continents. But right now, all of six continents are listening to my podcast. And about, like I said, 63 nations and countries, and it's growing. We have, a, I have 193 on my list, so I have a long ways to go. Okay, so, but that's my goal for a lifetime. So I think I'm good. In a year, I, I got 63 nations to listen, and we have 193. So we're getting there slowly, but surely. And the reason for that's be, not because of me, but because of my guests. Their, their story and adversity helps you. So hopefully... Our guest today, and I'm sure, I shouldn't say hopefully, I am positively sure she will be able to help us calm our mind, including my monkey mind right now. I have so many things in my head. Uh, another thing I want to highlight is also my website, luabydocleland.com. I'm going to be switching my platform in a different way. And so stay tuned for that. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to my live stream on YouTube. So it will be highlighted based on who my guests are. So you'll know. And because of also this podcast, I got highlighted on LA Weekly for my podcast and also my business. And shout out DFW. I can't put all the magazines here, but these are some of the ones that I'm super proud of. And then Feedspot. Um, and this is something that is near and dear in my heart. And I hope that you guys will help me level up the world. Send me people that you would like to get to know more. Um, and also people that you value the conversations that they're providing, but also not just a conversation, but give us some mad skills or tips or two on life itself and what they did well. Um, I would definitely welcome them, okay, within your network. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, have our guests come in. Are you guys ready? I know I am. I hope you are. So... <laughs> I, I knew that would get you to laugh <laughs> it did it did i was like oh my word um okay so seriously cj before we actually connected and had a conversation when you heard wait she's what she's a hypnotist weren't you thinking like this yeah, actually, that's why I asked you yesterday. I'm like, where's your thingy majigger? You know, that thing that goes in the clock and you're like, wait, 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 I have it. I was like, wait, she does. She and, does and not, love it. not only do I bring it out, it's blue. <laughs> I see blue, blue, everything. I need to change this to pink. <laughs> I'm like, I need to change this to pink. Okay, so I know that pink is your color. We talked about this yesterday and it was like, okay, blue, blue, blue. There's all this blue. It's intentional because all the colors have different energetic signatures. Blue, I bring the calm and blue is calming. And you were like, oh, pink is mine. And I said, oh my gosh, CJ, this is so perfect for you because pink is the color of unconditional love. And that really speaks to who you are at your heart. So congratulations on a thousand subscribers for your YouTube channel. That is fabulous. That is absolutely something to celebrate. And it's a real testament to you have this mindset just by virtue of the fact that you call it the Level Up Academy. You are somebody who really lives the rising tide raises all ships. And so as I level up, you level up, we all level up. And it's by lifting each other up. So thank you for your mission. And thanks for having me on today. Yeah, I know. Someone told me, CJ, you're creating a movement. I'm like, girl, I, I'm not doing anything. She's like, no, you're creating a movement. I'm hearing tears in my ear. I'm like, what, what movement is this? She's like, you know how you talk about empowerment and inspiring. And, you know, I think subconsciously you're not thinking about what's happening, but it's happening. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm listening to Sierra. I've never heard of Sierra on this level up thing. I'm like, level up, level up, level up. Like, let's go. <laughs> I, I'm getting in their ears, right? Oh, Raquel, sister, hello. I love what she's like. Look at Familia. 
and then what is that? Stephanie Delfonso, I love you. Woohoo. Right? To Raquel. I know. Oh, I'd say that is amazing. Michalina. No, 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 no. Ah, amazing. <laughs> right? Because ah, oh, you need to want to feel that oh. calm, right? Well, All right. It actually works and helps me a little bit. In there, so, oh, yeah. I was going to mention, you know, you talked about your monkey mind and that it's kind of on overdrive right now. So can we stop for just a moment? Not even a, like I like to do a good minute, which I'm not going to take a whole minute, but can we just take a short amount of time? And if you would, if you're comfortable, close your eyes or let them come to a soft gaze and notice the air coming in and out of your nose, you know, just like at the tip of your nostril. And ooh, you notice it comes in a little cool, then it comes back out. It's a little warmer. And just follow your breath for a couple of cycles and notice oh, your monkey mind is probably going to jump in you just uh, notice it i see you notice come back to the sensation of your breath coming in and out of your nostrils come back to the sound of my voice which intentionally is helping you to slow down and calm down and open your eyes and come right back and notice how in that very short amount of time, it was like you pressed the reset button, right? Yeah. No, I don't want to talk. Keep going. Keep going. Like, I don't want to talk anymore. Just, just keep going. I'm like, okay, keep going. What else do I need to do? So like, I, I do that intentionally in that really short amount of time to really put the fine point on it doesn't have to take a lot of time, right? Mm. My Obviously, my whole message is about bringing the calm and finding the calm. And this is not what I've been always doing. Move your bananas to the belt. To listen to your messages, press one. I literally was the very first automated voice back in the 1980s when I was celebrity radio DJ Stevie Knox. So back in the 80s, first of all, I had such a blast being on the radio. It was so, so fun. And I was doing um, you know, voiceovers on the side to make a little extra cash. And I'm doing this thing and, you know, move your bananas to the belt. Who had any idea back in the eighties where we were going with technology? And now, you know, you can't get away from it. There's voices everywhere. By the way, if anybody from Zoom is listening or you know somebody who works at Zoom, please let me be your voice because every time I go onto a Zoom and I hear, this conference is being recording or recording in <laughs> crazy. Like, okay, let's not use a, a computer voice here, but I'll do it for free for Zoom. So if you have a connection to Zoom, just because I would love to not hear that voice anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid to shut it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I've been using my voice for over 40 years to guide people. And first it was on the radio, not just to have fun, Fun, but that was my job was to entertain people and have a good time. And I also did a lot of good work with charity and being on the radio. It was a platform that allowed me to have an influence on people. And now in my second career, which I've been doing this for close to 20 years, I've been doing the research on stress and anxiety and sleep for over 20 years. Uh, now I use my voice to guide people to find their answers inside because folks we're like the answers are out there. We're always looking. And I, you know, I can say I'm not immune from that, right? Oh, look for that bright, shiny object. The answers are all inside. Just like my favorite movie of all time is the wizard of Oz and oh, the yeah. scene when, yes, when Glinda in all her beautiful pinkness, my friend CJ, all her beautiful yeah. pinkness comes down and she <laughs> says, oh, my dear, you've had the power all along. And so oh, yeah. each of us has the power and we come into this world knowing how to be calm, how to be resilient. And then life happens and uh, we forget how. And thank yeah. you, Benita. Benita, how's that for your voice? Okay. <laughs> you know, when you say that, I'm thinking of like sexy confidence. I'm like, keep going. I'm loving it. 
going. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to say to you, CJ, from your intro was I have a great workaround for just because I found myself. Uh, my husband, by the way, is watching us now. He and I met. 40 years ago when he hired me at a radio station, nice. he, was, he was my program director. So we would sit down and it was, it was really kind of uncomfortable because we would sit down and they had like a little skimmer where yeah. every time you would turn the microphone on, it would start recording. So you would yeah. only hear the talking. You wouldn't hear, you know, four hours. Yeah, right? You could go through it in 20 minutes or whatever. And he would call me on my crutches when I'd say, um, and, and all those filler things, right? Yeah. And just was one I of them, not on the radio, but I really heard myself. And every time I say just, it totally like discounts, whatever I'm yeah. going to say after yeah. that. It belittles you as a, whatever you're trying to say. Yeah. I hate it. And I, I try to catch myself. Cause I always, I'm like, okay, stop saying just DJ stop. And okay. I catch myself. Yeah. <laughs> Simply, simply, okay, use that instead. So I just blah, blah, blah. Oh, I simply blah, blah, blah. Do you hear the difference? There's not as much ooh about it, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I get into people's heads intentionally um, because our words matter. What we say truly matters. And, you know, if we think, oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. You're not just what we say to other people, but really what we say to ourselves, right? So we say, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. What happens? We're stressed. We're bringing it into the present moment. When instead we start saying, mm, I have been stressed, I have been anxious, I have been, oh, all of a sudden it's no longer right here in the present moment. It's kind of like it's in the rear view mirror saying, yeah. okay, I have been stressed. It opens up the possibilities that maybe I can learn to find some calm in the future. Mm, yeah. Speaking of that, though, I want to, I'm sure most of people that you've been in podcasts, but me personally and my listeners would love to know, going back 20 years, give me a whirlwind <laughs> synopsis of your life in 20 years and how you got here today. I know you have a book, but I wanted to know a little bit about how you even started 20 years ago. I know it was back in the 80s, but just 20 years. So, <clears throat> excuse me, going back 20 years, it was a really, um, excuse me, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to. It was a really shitty time in my life. My husband had been um, told that he needed a life-saving liver transplant or he was going to die. And he went in and out of liver failure over a dozen times. Each time he was like this close to dying. And so when we had moved here um, a few years before that, we had moved here. I'd done my last radio show, which was the morning show, which really set me on this whole trajectory because my sleep was a wreck. And I found myself at my kitchen counter smashing a bag of Cheetos because I had insomnia, I couldn't function, and I didn't know what to do, right? So I went to the doctor, the doctor gave me medicine. And he also said, oh, well, by the way, your insomnia is because of your anxiety. I was like, what? <laughs> I had spent my whole life walking around with my shoulders up like earrings, thinking that was normal and worrying about everything, but not just worrying about everything, worrying about the worst case scenario. My husband would get on a plane to go on a business trip and I'd be like, oh my gosh, what if the plane crashes? Like going into this catastrophic thinking, which by the way, I know there are some people listening that are going, oh yeah, I know that because it's it's much more common than we think. So the medication worked for a short time and then it stopped. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? So I started researching. And one of the very first things I learned, and this was back in the mid nineties, was people know it as tapping now. It's called emotional freedom techniques. And I was able to sleep again and I was learning how to calm my stress and anxiety. So then we move here to Connecticut and I have a choice to work at the local radio station for minimum wage. Now, 
I had been doing a morning show in Portland, Oregon. So my ego was too big at that point. I wasn't going to do that. Or, well, we're about two hours outside New York City. I could go to New York City and be a DJ, but then who would raise my kids? So I'm a stay-at-home mom. Michael goes into liver failure. Oh, I need to reinvent myself. What do I do? Oh, I learned that I could go to school to be a life coach on the world wide web. Cause you think 20 years ago, this was brand new technology, right? So then I also got this nudge. My intuition is incredibly strong. It's one of my um, treasured gifts is this gift of intuition. And, you know, as you experienced in our conversation yesterday, CJ, that it allows me to really just kind of hone in on exactly what it is that you need to hear. So I get this little whisper to check out hypnosis. Man, when I tell you that first day of my class, when I realized it could be that simple to make changes, I felt like the skies opened up, the choirs of angels were singing like, ta-da, this is what you're meant to Angels do. coming down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're right, Michalina. EFT is absolutely fabulous. And it's not the only way. That was the first thing I learned. And I love EFT, but if that's all I knew, I would have failed clients over the years because I've had clients who were like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. So if I only had one tool, it's like, you know, they say, if you have, uh, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So EFT is fabulous. Hypnosis is fabulous. All these other certifications. And I told you yesterday, because by the way, you are, are really kind of quiet about this CJ, but how many degrees do you have, my friend? Should we talk about that? <laughs> Or <laughs> and, and another one on the way, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. So, and you know what? I think you should be really proud of that. That's not bragging to say, yeah, you have worked your butt off to get these degrees, right? So when, and I told you this yesterday, when I was 14 years old, nobody, I didn't know anything about the law of attraction, but when I was 14, I knew I was going to be a radio DJ. And I made it happen. And yet, when I went to start my hypnosis practice, I first started out, um, I don't know if she's on, we have somebody in our group who is um, really a wonderful caregiver advocate. And I start, actually started my business as a caregiver coach because okay. I had been through this with Michael and you know, being a, a caregiver is tough. And anybody right. who's listening now, I know that it's tough for you, but please remember in the midst of all this, you got to be putting your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of yourself, whether you're a caregiver in, you know, whatever situation you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. Cause like they say on the airplanes, you know, you know, taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. But so I digress. Yeah. I, I, I start my business as a caregiver coach. Oh, that wasn't such a great idea at the time. Um, then I learned hypnosis. And before the class was even over, I had rented an office. I had a website. Ooh, I was cutting edge technology back then. <laughs> I, like Everything was all set so that when I got my certificate, but I had this imposter syndrome because I didn't have any degrees like you do. Right. I uh, thank you, Tracy. Yep. Tracy is our caregiver, <laughs> the professional here. Um, so I didn't have all these degrees. Right. I had no degrees. I had gone from high school to radio because I knew that was going to happen. But so I got all these different certifications because I felt like I had to have these these letters behind my name. And that was what was part of what was driving it. But it was also because I learned that one size doesn't fit all. So yes. even in my book, there I am pointing at it, right? <laughs> in my book, I have 35 different strategies because if I said, oh, here's the one way for you to be able no. to find your calm. Yeah, CJ, you're going to go, no, not no. for me. And then, no. and then, oh, that doesn't work. And instead yeah. it's, oh, here's a smorgasbord. Let's find what works best for you. Yeah. And when we can find what works best for us and it's really, really simple, right? Because if it's not simple, you're not going to do it. No. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot and I don't, 
really mean it like in that way, but I'm just curious. Do you have a meditation practice for me? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. Okay. And phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But for those of us who are listening, who don't have a meditation practice in place, if I say, well, the answer to all your questions the way to find your calm is to meditate 20 minutes in the morning. And again, meditate 20 minutes in the evening. Oh, I lost my Zoom connection or I lost, you know, whatever. It, it's not going to happen. But when I say instead, like we started the show where I'm just like, oh, I think that was less than a minute. And I'm like, oh, just come into this moment and follow your breath. Well, that you were able to do, right? In so, live too, right? I'm like, okay, raise my hand. Where's your little thingy? What am I going to do? Not even make me go crazy in this life. <laughs> you will never give me a break. <laughs> I look oh, at her. Thank you. Thank you, Sia. That's it. And, and that's it. I mean, think about you go into Costco or, or whatever, and they give you the little tastes, right? Yeah. There's, there's a wonderful buyer psychology behind that where, oh, you know, this isn't, wasn't even on your radar, but mm, it smells good. You go and have a little taste of it and then you go and buy the product. And so in that analogy of the smorgasbord, it's an, Anybody who has my book, if you haven't noticed, if you look at the table of contents, all the techniques are in alphabetical order. That was intentional. So that even though the book is so thin, it's just over 100 pages, intentionally it's thin, it's, you don't even have to read the whole book because I want you to just look through the table of contents and say, hmm, like a smorgasbord. Let me try this. Let me try this. Then you find two or three of your favorites and you action them when they're simple like that and you like them. You're going to do them again and again and again. And that's how habits are formed. Listening to something, thinking, oh, that was great, or trying it one time, if you joined in when we were doing that breath technique at the beginning, trying it one time doesn't fix everything, right? Okay. You don't go to the gym one time and like, oh, I expect I'm going to be buff, right? Um, how many people, and I'd love to see if, if people you know, were like on screen with us, I'd say, how many people put on the pandemic 15 and a significant amount of people would raise their hands. I, on the other hand, dropped 40 pounds, not 15. I dropped 40 pounds. And again, going back to the language of it, CJ, do you hear how I'm saying that? I dropped 40 pounds. Most people don't say that. Most people say what? I gained. Well, no, the opposite of gained. I dropped Oh, yeah. So what would they say? Wow. Amazing. No, no, no. They'd say I lost. Oh, right. Instead right? of drop. Yeah. Well, what happens when you lose your keys? You, you go find on it. a mad hunt to go find them. So I am not them. going on a mad hunt. <laughs> I am not going on a mad hunt to find even one of those pounds. They're <laughs> dropped. They're gone. They're away in the rear view mirror. But oh, so, yeah. Right? It's what I gain. Okay. I gained 20 pounds extra. Like, seriously, I'm like, Ooh, God, CJ. Uh, yeah, I'm not happy with myself, but that's okay. We're, we're working on that. I've been at the gym three times a week. <laughs> okay. Good for you. And yeah. could I invite you and anybody who's listening or watching or whatever, could I extend an invitation and anybody who works with me will hear. I always say, Ooh, I'm extending an invitation. I never tell you, you have to do this or here's your homework because where are the answers? They're in you. They're not in me. So when we say, oh, I'll be happy when, right? I'm not happy with me. I'll be happy when I drop 20 pounds. I'll be happy when, how about if we instead find a way to be happy now and then let the rest unfold because we play this I'll be happy when game and good Lord, have I done that numerous, numerous, numerous times through the years, right? I'll be happy when, well, not only are we putting it off like, oh, I'm going to be happy down the road. We're reinforcing I'm not happy now. Yeah. And so instead, if it's okay, 
I, I'm really looking forward to dropping these 20 pounds. And this is going to get into one of the techniques is affirmations, right? Because affirmations don't work. Ooh, I just heard a lot of people go, oh, I, I do affirmations all the time, but they don't work because when I was 40 pounds heavier, if I clicked my heels three times and I said, I easily drop 40 pounds, I easily drop 40 pounds, everything in me would be like, no, take Good a look. look in the mirror, right? <laughs> everything, all that nasty voice stuff would come out. Yeah. But instead, when we turn it into a question, well, why is it so easy for me to drop 40 pounds? Now, that's the way it's written in the book, Affirmations by Noah St. John, is that's it, just asking the question. I add in, ask the question for me, why is it so easy to drop 40 pounds? And so it is. So I'm affirming it. And then thank you, thank you, thank you. Because gratitude times three, putting that out in the universe is incredibly powerful. So um, if, do we have a, do we have a moment for me to share a quick little story about that? CJ? Go for it. Go okay. for it. So I love sharing this because I can sit and tell you all day long how affirm, affirmations have worked in my life. I'm like, okay, great for you. When I tell you this, it's like, huh, maybe this stuff does work. So my, both my kids are grown and flown now. And thankfully, I didn't know it at the time. I found out later. But all through high school, my son was telling people, referring to me, to other people as the woo-woo crackpot. Because <laughs> whatever, right? Well, so here's this kid who is an Eagle Scout. He graduated top 20 of his class from Virginia Tech. And this kid graduated without a job. We were shocked, really shocked. So two months later, he reaches out to me and he says, he still has a, has no job, by the way. He was living in Starbucks because they have free Wi-Fi and free refills for his coffee all day long. He reaches out and he says, um, you got anything you can help me with? I don't know. Let me tell you about affirmations. So several hours later, I get a text from him with a snapshots of his book, his notebook, where he's written, why is it so easy for me to find the ideal job in this salary range? And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then he goes on to write pages and pages of why it's so easy. Now you don't have to do that. And I certainly wasn't going to tell him he was doing it wrong because he was doing it his way. It doesn't mean it was wrong. It was just different. Yeah. Within two or three weeks, CJ, he had a really good job offer at his desired salary, but it gets even better. So super mom that I thought I was, I get on the train, go to DC to meet him and then drive down to the Florida Keys with him to go help him find a place to move in. Well, we check into the condo I've rented for the week and negative Ned checked us in. He says, oh, the housing market here sucks. He's never going to be able to find a place, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, Greg, now, now we can't hear him. We go back to the condo. We start doing our affirmations. Why is it so easy to find the ideal place to live at $900 a month? So he takes me over and he looks at this place and it was a hovel. And I was like, I am not letting you stay here. If I have to, I'll force you into the car and drive you back north. Now, physically, <laughs> there's no way that was going to happen. But as a mom, I didn't want him living in a hovel. So we keep doing the affirmations. He ends up being contacted by a woman who has a two-room suite in her three-story mansion with an elevator within walking distance to the only beach in Marathon in the Florida Keys for $900 a month, which was exactly what we had been manifesting with the affirmations. Okay, so that is absolutely phenomenal. The cherry on top, was she had really fancy washer dryer and didn't want him to use it. So, oh, for $50 a month, I'll do all your laundry. Hello. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'll I, give it to you. <laughs> I hear that story. Well, think about, you know, a kid in his early 20s having somebody do his laundry. <laughs> that was worth every dime. Yeah, extra mom laundry. right there. Yeah. Right. Oh. So I shared that story with somebody the other day and and she has a, a young adult daughter who's out looking for a job right now. And she's like, oh, I want to share that with my daughter. I said, great. Go look at my blog. The story is right there. Because hearing it, from me, okay, that's great. When you hear about this kid who was like, oh yeah, the woo-woo crackpot and oh, this stuff works. It really does. It does. It does. And, and I, I've actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that because last year was the hardest part of my life ever. Um, if I focus on the negative of my life, I wouldn't be here today <laughs> with you guys talking. I'd be in my cave somewhere. I don't know where, um, probably went to like, Timbuktu literally um but I sat down and just kind of reflected like why are you focusing on everything that's going wrong in your life why don't you focus on what you have accomplished like all of those things I showed you literally was last year and maybe just one or two this year but everything about my career and everything else helping other people was last year and last year was the worst of my life right so if I really just focus on that I wouldn't be able to help people highlight like yourself and help the rest of the world, right? So sometimes I think my my thing is, yes, we have bad things happening in our life and good things happening in our life. From that conversation that you just said, I totally believe in that. And sometimes if your head and which mine does for the last two, three days is just bouncing off the wall like i'm not doing this no no like i'm just arguing i'm like maybe i'm getting to be a schizo maybe i need medicine at this point right now like what is happening and i literally my 15 year old i swear she's going to be a psychiatrist like the best therapist ever and she's like mom she's very logical she's like well you know that you don't do this you know people pleasing anymore and you know that you want to help but you told me that you can't control people and you can only control your decisions right so why don't you just control yourself and see what what's happening? Like, what's your happy medium? And if people resist that and you can't control them, just leave. And I'm like, why are you so smart? Like, who raised you? Like, you know, yeah, she literally, she literally gave me back what I tell her all the time. She's like, just, you know, find your happiness. And you told me you only live once and this is your life. And so live it, mom. And I'm like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, you're right. I'm going to do it. And then All I right. start writing my questions and my answers to myself at the same time. I always do pros and cons. Um, if I'm going through something that is making it difficult for me to make a decision, most of the time I make decisions, no problem. I don't look back. But sometimes there are times where I'm like, I'm just having a hard time. I write it down. And I look at the pros and the cons. And if I see more cons, I'm out. All right. So big question. What's right right now, CJ? Having you is right right now. For okay. sure. Thank you. A lot of people, when I ask that, like kind of deer in the headlights because nobody's ever asked you that before, right? But it's literally one of the techniques in my book. And I'm pointing at it now. What's right right now? Because we are wired for negativity bias. And I told you this yesterday when we spoke. Part of the reason, A, I wanted a little comedic opening here, but also when I did this, you saw my hand. And I learned this recently, and it was so incredibly mind-blowing for me that when we're on Zoom, we want to make sure that people see our hands, whether it's, oh, hi, or hi, whatever, within the first 20 seconds. And it's because we are still wired the same way as when we lived in caves, right? We lived in the caves, we're wired for this fight or flight syndrome. So when somebody was approaching us, we immediately were looking at their hands and uh -oh. see, come after us? Were they bringing us a nice treat to eat? Were they going to, you know, reach out and shake our hands? So we are wired to look for the negative. And, oh, I could get on a big soapbox about these freaking phones and technology. <laughs> they are intentionally addictive. They are intentionally telling you all what's wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? So fun story about how this came to be in my book, and I'll 
go a little further with it. Uh, right before I was going to publish my book back in 2018, I went to a very famous New York Times bestselling author's book launch, not realizing her book was about anxiety too. And she had us do this um, little exercise. She said, turn to the person next to you and ask, what's not wrong? Now you do this for a minute and then we're going to switch. And then the other person's going to ask. And as a trained hypnotist, as a trained neuro-linguistic programmer, I know that that is not the correct way to go about it because you tell a kid when they're little, don't touch the hot stove and they touch it. It's not because they're being willful. It's because our brains delete the negative. So what's not wrong actually gets you to be looking for what's wrong. So I get home and I find out, I get an email from Amazon saying, I need a couple of extra pages in my book or the spine is not going to have the name of my book on the side. So I was like, oh, what's right right now? So <laughs> when we go to what's right right now, the act of looking for something to be grateful for drops our cortisol levels, the stress hormones, by 23%. That's amazing. Just That is amazing. For, all yeah. right. Let's take it further. And that, by the way, is from Happiness Researcher. How cool a job title is that? Sean Acor. He's actually done research to prove this. Then... Let's take it a step farther. Dropping our cortisol by 23%, that is amazing. That's huge. When we drop the 9 to 11 inches from our brain, thinking about it, to our heart and actually feeling the gratitude, now we're talking. Now our bodies are naturally producing dopamine and serotonin, which are the happy hormones. Yeah. So what's right right now? Anybody who's listening practice it, play with Ask it. Ask yourself, guys, what's right right now? There's a lot of things that's right right now. My daughter who, oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> Am I getting yeah. emotional? Stop crying, CJ. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, it was hard two years ago during the pandemic. And the fact that I celebrated her prom like, you know, Saturday and she looks so beautiful and she's so happy. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm just happy being a mom like that just watching her grow so and she has a job she's like a barista now she's like mom you're doing your coffee wrong like she has an attitude i was like girl <laughs> i'm doing my coffee teenager. the way i want to do CJ. my coffee she's a right? teenager she's gonna have an attitude and she's like okay mom i'll do your coffee i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna do everything wrong in this house so you can just correct it <laughs> well and, and i gotta say cj our kids, teens and young adults are the ones who took the brunt of mm -hmm. not just the pandemic, but all the social unrest, all the, the stress that we as adults have been dealing with. Kids, teens and young adults had it the worst. And so I've had this initiative even since, you know, pre-pandemic is, thank you, Raquel, as I talk about my book again. I have an initiative with my book. You buy a copy of the book, I donate a copy to a school or organization that will teach some of these skills to kids, teens, and young adults. Because, you know, again, I've had this initiative since pre the pandemic. We were not taught. Were you taught as a kid how to, you know, find your calm, how to emotionally regulate? No, I was taught to be stressed all the time because literally when I, for the first 10 years of my life, I, 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 was, I grew up in the Philippines and Christians and Muslims are always trying to kill each other. Kid you not. At age five, I open the door and this guy holds his intestines to find my grandmother. I'm, I'm five. OK, I'm five. And I'm like. OK, let me find her. So she she helps him. So and. <laughs> Yeah. And at age five, we had to learn how to defend ourselves because mm. we could get killed at any time. So at age five, we I practice with knives, with the pigs, how to do it, where the veins, every single my grandfather taught us how to do it. So I'm like, I'm good with knives better than I am with guns. I'm just saying uh, I practice, Ooh. too. But that's at age five. That's what we had to do, because that environment was so stressful because that's how we live. I didn't know any better that that's how we grew up. Like you have to watch four eyes literally uh, while you do that. And we live in a compound and we have soldiers around our house, but you never know. Right. And so that's how I grew up intense. No calm. What is that? 
I'm so sorry. And that is still affecting you, whether you realize it or not today. The, it trust, the traumas that we experience in childhood don't just stay in childhood. And I wrote a blog about that years ago that, you know, what happens in childhood doesn't stay in childhood. And there's so much talk about trauma these days. And in one vein, I'm really, really happy about that. In another, it kind of drives me crazy because people go and take this, you know, $100 certification and say, oh, I'm a certified trauma expert. Uh, be careful about that because yeah, yeah, that's, you know, big stuff. So what you're talking about, CJ, is huge, serious, capital T trauma. But there's also the less common or it's not less common, but less recognized small T trauma. And that could be something as simple as somebody comes to me and they have a fear of um, highway driving. They have a fear that I'm thinking of a particular client who had a fear of merging onto the highway from the. Um, oh, the right. Highway, from the right? exit. Yep. Yep. Okay, really, in any highway driving fears that I deal with, they're all very specific like that. So this turned out to be the root cause was because this person was in the backseat at like five years old as dad was going to merge onto the highway, freaked out, had a panic attack, had to pull over to the side of the road, get out, have, you know, switch places with mom. So this five-year-old experienced mm -hmm. this small T trauma experienced father's trauma yeah. and, it, and it stayed with them and grew and grew until it became unmanageable as an adult. So when, you know, when you have childhood trauma, whether it's, and for you, that is serious capital T trauma um, or a small T trauma, it still has that that lingering effect into our adulthood. So again, I would just say if you, you know, do have childhood trauma and, you know, most of us do, um, just be careful about who, you know, who you go to ask for help from that. Um, yeah. Something that, you know, obviously I've been doing this for almost 20 years, so I might have a little experience in it. It just really, it hurts my heart when I see people and they probably are doing it with the best of intentions of, you know, Ooh, I have this certification and I can help you. But mm, if they're not really well-trained it, there's a potential for things to just not go in the direction that you would hope. I'm so glad you said that because my girlfriend and I were talking, remember I told you after my graduation and Johanna's going to my graduation online. I hope you guys will do. I, I'll post the link. Um, I'm trying to get, uh, another degree <laughs> in psychology and, but I'm prepping myself of what it is and what it's all about and see exactly if that's where we're going, because let's be honest, I want to help myself before I can help somebody else. Okay. That's just who I am. And so and, I should do. Yay. Head of the class yeah. to you for that. Yeah. And I showed you my certification. I said, yeah, that's certification, but Literally, I can't practice that with anybody. I can't even, you know, I'm slowly practicing it with myself because you need experience to really get going on seeing the many different people's, you know, activities and things like that. So when people do get certification, I'm like, I got one. I have actually a lot, but I don't practice it. You know, it's like language, you know it, but if you don't practice it, you're going to lose it. Right. So practice. I'm so glad you, you brought that up because it's just now it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. And, and, you know, here 20 years ago, I live in the state of Connecticut and I, you know, I'm looking around for a hypnosis class and I'm seeing, Oh, I can become a certified hypnotist in one weekend. And I was like, yeah. I don't think that's quite enough training if we're going to be, you know, doing this kind of deep work. Well, I learned on my first day of real hypnosis training, which was a lot longer than just one weekend, was the, the very first day. She said, how many of you can read? Raise your hand if you can read. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, most hypnotists are reading scripts. And since you already know how to read, I'm not going to teach you how to read scripts. I'm going to teach you how to find the script inside your client. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Because if I only had a script, 
for, you know, say, you know, all the smokers that I've helped over the years and I've helped a lot. I'm also really good at helping people with smoking and drinking and, and addictions because I've been there, right? I have been a non-smoker for half my life now. Um, and I've been a uh, non-drinker for several years now. And it is not going to work if you have a script. If you read the same script to help somebody to become a non-smoker, or you read the same script, and I'm not talking just hypnosis, there are EFT scripts out there too. Uh, okay, here's the script for a drinker. Well, maybe you're going to help someone, maybe not. And if you stumble into some of those trauma areas and you are not trained to be able to help someone, you could actually end up hurting people instead. And yeah. I'm sorry, I feel like I got on a soapbox there, but I you can tell I'm like really passionate about I'm it. I'm glad you said that though, because there are people out there. And I and like you said, they have good intentions, right? Everybody, I think, really wants to help other people. And that's wonderful. But sometimes you might be hurting them instead of helping them. So just kind of be aware of that. And <laughs> Raquel, you're killing me. Look at what she said. One of your 7,000 degrees. <laughs> Oh, 7,001 to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm, a, I'm an advanced student. That's who I am. I will be a student forever. I learn every day. Some of them are not degrees, guys. Some of them are certifications. Some of them are just about life and how you make decisions left and right. How, you know, it's, I see life as a chess piece. Like you have certain things and skills that you have and you you are the queen of that chess piece right you're the queen and the king and so you got to protect yourself and all of the skills and tools and degrees and non-degrees and special abilities that you have those are your front ones you got to move this chess piece to protect yourself and it's okay to have boundaries okay i have managed a long time to not have boundaries and i'm getting older as i mature I learned that boundaries is so healthy for you. And if they have a problem with that, and I told Stephanie, some people have a problem with my boundaries. That is not my problem. That is a you problem that I have yeah. boundaries, right? Yeah. And if you want to talk crap about me, I'm okay with that because your words does not matter to me. Doesn't matter because I created my boundaries. And if you have problems, that's a you problem. I'll give you a mirror like, to look at yourself. <laughs> All right. Can I can I do one more little technique uh, before yes, we please. wrap up? Yes, yes. Because um, somebody who's on here with us, I know will go, oh yeah, I remember you talking to me about this. I love talking about boundaries because we have to have boundaries and they have to be healthy. Mm -hmm. right? So most of us, Many of us, when we think about boundaries is, oh, you know, we're going to build this brick wall around us. But all that does is separate us, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not really, you know, when we're coming from this heart space, that's not really what we're hoping for. So rather than looking at it as this big brick wall that we set up around ourselves, what if instead we thought of boundaries like a little picket fence or a little split rail fence? And so you know, the air can move in and out. We can see the other person on the other side of that fence. Oh, and we have the little gate that we get to choose. We get to choose whether open we open close. the gate yeah. and let them in. So when we come from that different perspective of, oh, it's the split rail fence. I can see you over. I get to decide whether I let you come in or not it really is a very different understanding for boundaries. Do you find that, CJ? Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely did. It started with my family, for sure. <laughs> it took a long time, but it started with my family. And I shared with you my personal uh, journey with that. It started with my family. And it used to. I used to have 10,000-foot wall, literally like iron wall, clay, whatever you put. That boundary was like, whoop, you can't come in at all. Like, I shut down. And um, that's my other abandonment issues. But I shut down. I'm like, nope, I'm not, you're not letting in. But as I gradually get to know people and, you know, when they need help and I need help, that band, that wall just came down. And you, like you said, it's like a, I can still see them. I can still communicate. I can love them from afar because sometimes you don't, you're not going to have people 100% like you or even within your family, right? You're not going to get along. But having that like just 
I'm able to see you, we can communicate, we can be adult about it and then move on. It actually helps me not be angry. And so that's why I'm doing that. Cause I don't, I used to be getting angry a lot and, you know, have this animosity and I could feel my chest just like crunch. And I'm like, you know, why am I doing that? It's not. Why are you living in my head rent free? Hello? No, that's expensive head right there. Like I can't do that. Right. And my brain is expensive. They, mm, no. So I, I'm like, okay, how are you going to do that? And that's why I stumbled upon with um, psychology and unravel. Right. And, and I didn't even know coping is bad for you. And I'm like, why is coping bad? I've been telling my kids all this time. They're like, no, because you're just band-aiding the problem. You need to dig deeper what the problem release the coping mechanism. So it's no longer even a problem. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. So I'm, I'm seeing different ways to help myself so I could help others. Um, so I'm glad you said that. Good. Thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Wait, Johanna said a last question before we go. Johanna said, how do you handle when others don't view your boundaries as healthy? Ah, well, you can't control them. This is something that in AA, which by the way, <clears throat> is not uh, a program that I subscribe to for myself or for others because of a whole other host of reasons. But I know in AA, one of the things is you cannot control or change other people, places, and things. So when other people don't view your boundaries as healthy, it's not your problem. It's mm -hmm. theirs, right? So- yeah, you're going to get that pushback, especially if, you know, in families, oh my gosh, we could spend days talking about family dynamics. Yeah. But when we, we have these, these patterns, right? These well-worn patterns of, I do this, you react this way. You do this, I react. Well, we don't want to react. We want to respond instead. It's a healthier way. And so when we put up those boundaries, at first, you're going to get pushed back and they're going to try and run all over you. It's important that you stay inside. And I do this um, fun little um, exercise with my clients of being able to stay in that idea of the picket fence or the split rail fence, it's important for you to stay there and keep that gate closed. And if they're not willing to open it up, yes, 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 Raquel. Um, if they're not willing to respect it, then uh, you keep that gate closed and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember I told you about those doors and keys as far as failure. That's how, that's my mentality. So when I, see i i don't see failure as a as a done deal i see failure as oh i got the wrong key i'm just gonna keep going until i open that door yeah, uh, that's a opportunity yeah yeah wow this is a wonderful conversation thank you guys for being here today thank you so much stephanie i do um want to know where can they find you because some of my listeners will not be able to see the live where can they find you they can find me at stephaniedalfonso.com. Hopefully you'll have a the show notes where they can figure out how to spell it. Or yeah. a simpler way to find me is to download five of the tips from my book for free at ibringcalm, ibringcalm.com. Um, yeah, so, you know, please download it. It'll give you five of the techniques from the book and start playing with it. Again, even there's only five, you don't even have to learn all five. Pick two or three that work for you and practice them and action them. And if you can do it with a buddy for accountability, even better. Stephen Covey said, accountability breeds responsibility. And not responsibility the way we have always been taught, but what I alluded to a moment ago of react or respond. We don't want to be reacting. We're not in our power. We're reacting. We're giving away our power. When we respond, ah, that's when we're in our power. So Ibringcalm.com. Right there, guys. I bring oh, calm, right? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody for being here. I yeah. totally appreciate you. And this is not the last or the first, right? Like it's not, we're going to bring the world all the way to us. Okay. I'm glad that you guys are here. 
thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for Stephanie. Thank you, Raquel, sister, for actually showing us love today. All right. Have a wonderful day, guys. Have a happy week. I will see you in your live shows. Thank you for listening to Level Up Academy Podcast City. This is your host, Dr. Leland. I wanted to tell you, I appreciate you. Please subscribe, listen to us every single day. I have a masterclass coming out on August 1st. It is for everyone who wants to learn how to do podcasting from This is class is going to be created for very technical, but for non-technical users. And if you dream of having your own podcast, here I am to support you. See you soon. Thank you again. And please subscribe. Have a fantastic day. If you have any questions, level me up at Lua, L-U-A, at level up by B-Y, Doc Leland, D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Have a fantastic and fabulous day. Thank you.